All right, what's up, PC Familia members and sports fanatics around the world? Welcome back to the Press Coverage Sports Show brought to you by Persistence Media. I am your host, Jay Holmes. It's been a while since I've got to do a uh, PC Sports Show, so I'm glad to be back, and I'm glad to have a debater back with me and a new guest to the show in studio today. So on the first mic, we got the man you may know from the facilities as the best Olympic weightlifting coach around we got none other than sports fanatic and guru ray amato back what in the up, building and we have a former host of a san jose top sports radio show and my new friend that i'm going to debate with and chop it up about all sports topics we want to talk about today mr jeremy is in the building what's what up jeremy up, what up what up i appreciate you guys for letting yes, me sir. join the team of course ray it's been about 15 years since know, we have connected and oh shit really yeah holy Pleasure shit i didn't know that you jason Let, let's yeah. get going with this it's meant to be man it's yeah. meant to be all right well you know let's uh let's kick this off and the time of the year has come college football season has wrapped up yeah Yep. The deeds have been done, the losses have been hung, and the uh, rivalry games are out of the way. So all the bowls are laid out. Um, me, personally, I like all the bowl games. I don't just focus on just college football playoffs, but that's the meat and the potatoes, right? So in the college football playoff landscape, we have the four teams set, right? It's up for right. debate if you got eight teams or 12 teams or what they're going to do in the future. But for now, we only got four to pick from. So my question to start you off with, Ray, is with this year's college football playoff layout, I want you to replace one team. Who are you going to replace, and who are you going to replace them with, and why? That was a hard one for me, honestly. For sure. Because if this is probably the one year I feel like the the commission has absolutely gotten it right. Yeah. Because there's there's really there was really no gripes between one through four. Agreed. Agreed. Right. Um, if I were to have to pick one, it would probably be Cincy, just because. <sighs> Just because Bama of fans never love the underdog, man. You Bama no, I, fans I'm always not, just want I'm the not favorite. All, no, no, no. If 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 I that's kind of one reason, yes, but that's like later on underlying, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. underlying wise. But really, I mean, other than Notre Dame, that's like the only like they big beat? win. Who they beat? Right? And they and they struggled against some teams. So uh, I mean, uh, they, yes, I'll give it to them. They're undefeated. They did have some big wins. Mm-hmm. They do deserve mm-hmm. to be top four. But if to answer the question, it'd be Cincy, but really, I think the committee got it right. I'm excited for for the, the top four. Uh, I think this year, if it was like a like an eight, it would have been amazing. Yeah, yeah, this year the top eight was definitely stacked. Oh, dude, it's definitely great. stacked. It's tough to make the argument to get them in, um, but you're going to have to make an argument for one of them. So you you kick Cincy out. They're out of the the underdog. The Cinderella story's gone. Um, who are you bringing in their place? If Oklahoma State won the yeah, they're won one year short of yeah. having an argument. It would, here. it would be that. It would be them. It'd be but an then, easy argument. But, but then because they but lost, is it still them? Right. You got to pick one of them. I don't give a shit if you pick an on-ranked team, but just tell me why. It would probably be Oklahoma State because they're probably the hottest team coming into the in, in the at the end of the season uh, because they, how they lost their, their bowl game. It's probably the closest one. Other, I mean, I wouldn't put. Why not Baylor? Why not Baylor? Baylor dominated they got two OK State. On there. It's hard to put Baylor in there. Yeah, Baylor. Yeah, OK State's got two losses, too. Two ugly losses. But I think they, they got are. two good wins, like two solid the win against wins. Oklahoma at the end of the year was huge. Um, to jump in on it, I would definitely agree with you, Ray. The top four is right. We've yes. seen this in year in, year out where they get it wrong. Yes. There's argument. There's no argument. The top four is there. We're Cincy at 13-0, and and then you have the three one-loss teams in Georgia, Bama, and Michigan. 
that's pretty straightforward. But to get in the sport of this debate, um, you could say Oklahoma State, one yard short of getting in, should have jumped in. You could, you can't say Notre Dame. They lost to Cincy. They, they're done. You, I was going to annihilate you right no, now, Jeremy. No, no. You're you going to get, get baptized if you said no. Notre Dame. Ohio State is probably the best team, but yes. an early loss to Oregon at home, a mm-hmm. late loss to Michigan, not going to the conference championship. That's no huge. claim for them. So let me ask you this. Let me ask you this. If they beat Oregon in the beginning of the year and they lose that late in the season to Michigan, yeah. and you're yeah. on the committee, are you putting them in over Michigan oh, right I, there at the, late, at, at the end? I bet you the committee Overseas. would put them in because they would have been undefeated you're suggesting they would be undefeated going into that michigan game Mm -hmm. have one loss can't play in the conference championship but they would have some blowout wins they blew out michigan state a couple weeks ago they look like the best team that's not in but Mm -hmm. two losses you're not in the one team that should get in or at least in my opinion hottest team right now is the utah utes given some pac-12 love they have three losses on the year they started out shitty i get that their last well that's charlie brewer's fault all right they started off with the wrong quarterback under center if you ask me six straight wins all by double digits some by 20 plus they beat the likes of ucla they beat stanford they, they beat UCLA. oregon when they were the number three seed and then they whooped on them again in the pac-12 they championship. beat them back to back weeks them. that's they tough that's tough I'll, g- I'll give you that they oh, are the hottest man. team that should get in there but i agree yeah. with the premise of the beginning of it top four is correct and i'm fine with those top four uh battling it out for the championship okay i, I can respect i can respect your points on utah like you said Way too much of a rough start for them to get considered. You know, a three-loss team in, in the playoffs is just blasphemous unless they bump it up to like six. So is a one-loss Notre Dame. So is a two-loss uh, Ohio and State. So for my debate, I would say you got to kick out Michigan. I'm over Michigan, Come on. right? Come so, on. So they got they got the 68th ranked passing attack in the nation, right? And what, the so second rate running so attack? I was just about to say. So the, they're by far the worst passing team in the top 25. All the other top Fair. 25 teams are in the top 40. Fair. Okay? And then you got them going up against Georgia, who plays grown man defense in the trenches. We already showed that we'll one-trick we'll ponies that. do not work in the college football playoffs. It's, it's just yeah. like in the NFL playoffs. Once you get into the, the time when it's time to win, that ain't going to work. So what wins me, in the playoffs is a solid run game and a stout defense. Yes. Can't we say Michigan has those two abilities for their team? But just like just like the NFL, you need a quarterback. Name me the last college football playoffs that were won by a running back. Other than the last time I can think of it, Zeke Elliott is the last time I can think a running back actually won a championship. They didn't win it. Trey Sermon went off last year for Ohio State in some of their big games, but, but they, they didn't win the they championship. Didn't win it. They yeah. didn't win it because he couldn't make Justin Fields couldn't make enough plays against I Alabama. Mean, can we agree? Najee Harris was an unbelievable a, a running back, a he was. pass catching running back that yeah. that helped Alabama get he was, over the hump. But Mac, Mac Jones did his thing all year long. You never all doubted Mac Jones. That was an NFL that team. team. Yeah, that, that was last year. That was an NFL team so with I'm wide receivers saying, all over. I'm just saying, I think yeah. that Michigan is going to lay a straight dud. It's going to be like an Ohio State versus Clemson that one year. It's going to be. It's I hope gonna it be doesn't. A, it's going to be a bloodbath. I hope it doesn't because I. I mean, looking at it and watching all the games that I've watched of both team of, of both teams, I think it's definitely going to come down to the the absolute matches matchups of the offense to defense because Georgia's defense. I mean, we, that's bro. Them boys on the D line are no joke. They're like Aaron Donald they're, they're, they're out there. Yeah, they're they the got number one. Easy on Aaron Donald, right? That's my boy. But they got blown up last week by Alabama. Yeah, they did. Um, but kind of, by Bryce Young, though, he's the first guy that can expose them throwing the ball. Who's going to do that? 
Herbert McNamara, the 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 Nevada product. No. I mean, he bar- I mean, he shouldn't even get accepted to UNLV, let alone be in Kirby the college Smart, football playoffs. If you ha- if you let Kirby Smart have four weeks to prepare against you, you're, you're going to have a real hard time. You're in trouble, right? Um, so I think that matchup is going to be really good because Michigan's run- rush offense is really good. Yeah. Um, but it's going to be the the flip side. It's going to be what can Georgia's offense do against Michigan's defense. They'll make enough plays. I think Michigan's defense is overrated. I think anytime they played a team with any type of a physical run game, they got exposed. I mean, they lost to Michigan. So they lost to Michigan State, who then went on to play Ohio State and lose by 50 points. I mean, Ohio State might not beat Furman University by 50 points. Keep in mind, Michigan beat that same Ohio State team by what, 14, 15 points? So that's a a, a bit of a stretch. That's a bit of a stretch. And last time I checked, this college football playoff game is not going to be in Ann Arbor in a snowstorm. That's true. They play play that Ohio State team in, in the Superdome or whatever it's called now down in Atlanta, they yeah. get housed. It's a it's boat a, race. The Caesars Sportsbook Superdome now. Yes. <laughs> Shout well, out to advertising. Well, I'll tell but, you what. Caesars Sportsbook, you couldn't make the line big enough for me not to go yeah. dogs this week. As yeah. you're shooting all over Michigan and saying they have no defense, <laughs> keep in mind, they do have the likely number one overall pick going into next year's NFL draft in Aiden Hutchinson. Overrated. 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 The, the stats speak for themselves. There's no overrating. I mean, homeboy from Bama had his stats demolished. Uh, what's his name? Yeah. Uh, Ray, help me out here. The defensive end, he's got he's got yeah. 19 Four. and a half stack, yeah. sacks, 100 tackles. Fuck. I mean, I, got, it's, I know him uh, as a Terminator, yeah. man. Yeah, so... Um, so shout out, shout out to the Terminator. You got you got hosed on getting into the Heisman finalists if Hutchinson got there with that. Don't get me wrong, kid can play good. Kid can play good. Um, but if if the uh, if the Lions pick him over Thibodeau, they're fools. But that's a debate for another day. Why am I spacing on his name right yeah. now? Um, I think it's Anderson. I think it's something Anderson. Um, but yeah, I'm spacing on his name because I'm just tired yeah. of these Alabama freaking robots that just keep coming off the football field. <laughs> but All just going to, to the league to finish my debate here. So Michigan is out, and I'm putting in Ole Miss, baby. I'm putting in must watch TV with Lane Kiffin. No one got a shittier deal than Ole Miss this year. Yeah. A, you're playing in the SEC, and you come out of the gates playing. You know, you play. A, they played the toughest, I would say, non-conference schedule out of out of the SEC teams. They took on. Uh, Louisiana Monroe, uh, good team, uh, or no Louisville. Uh, they took on Tulane and Liberty. Three, three quality non Yeah, sure. and so is Tulane. Sure. Tulane's playing ball too. All right, okay, they're not SEC, but they, hey, that's pretty tough. It's better than you know Florida A and M or something like that. Um, but then they had to open up against Bama, dude. That's tough. I don't care yeah. what your non-conference schedule it is. It, it's not preparing you to go up against Bama. That's a tough draw for Lane. Yeah. And they hung around. I mean, I'm surprised they didn't get housed by more than 21. Now, granted, 21's not hanging around. But I'm putting Matt Corral and probably the most electric offense that has yeah. not even the best skill set. If you take if, – if Matt Corral had another year with Elijah Moore and those boys that oh, were on the team last year, yeah, more they would have been, yeah. they, they been deadly. The, the skill set that he had to work with was not that great. And, uh, yeah, I mean, we'll, we'll see. We'll see. We'll, I'm, I, I'm just saying it's Ole Miss. Like, when, when's the last time they've been relevant in any type of aspect in, when we're talking college football? I, I think track record Lane's definitely— getting up there. Well, Hugh Freeze had a Lane's solid team that year. going to jumping around to whatever opportunity is going to pay him and allow him to nah. have a great offense. I think he'll get somebody out of the transfer portal this year, and uh, they'll be ready to go. That's um, a that's a whole The transfer portal topic. is like, I mean, you're yeah, talking about that is a whole other topic. I mean, that is like <laughs> that's the, a whole other show. That's like the pot of gold at the end of the rainbow. And, yes, that is one of my ideas for a uh, for a show, but I want to see where people land first because the debating on where they're going to go is just— yeah, it's, it's, That's it's, what I mean. Like, I'm just hoping— a whole different show. I'm just the, hoping Rutgers grabs one of the— 
scraps out of there. I don't know how they're going to do it, but I hope they do. I hope they, you know, I don't know, buy somebody a, a, a double wide back in wherever they're from and, and we get them in the campus in East Brunswick. 24-7 private jet use sounds real good, <laughs> don't it? Sure Hell does. Yeah. Sure does. Okay, so to keep it moving, though, um, now that's the that's what we would replace or change about the college football playoff. Unfortunately, we don't have that ability. So all we have the ability to do is watch the college football playoff and the New Year's Six bowl games. You know the the big time games. So out of those games, Jeremy, which game is the most intriguing to you out of the big matchups coming up in bowl season? I think it's obvious. I think we're what ten minutes into the pod and we've talked. 80% of that with Georgia versus Michigan. That is by okay. far the All most right. uh, enjoyable matchup. Obviously, you're going to have the David versus Goliath storylines with Alabama versus Cincinnati. Cincinnati goes undefeated. They finally get to sit at the big boys table for mm-hmm. this. They have their opportunity. Every other time we've seen this opportunity, that team has fallen short. Maybe Boise State over Oklahoma in 07, but outside of that, um, those teams have always fallen short. The best matchup by far is the Michigan and the Georgia Bulldogs because I'm at the opposite end from you, Jason. I think Michigan's winning the championship this year. I what? really do. I think they are. What? I love Jim Harbaugh. Um, I'm rocking with Jim Harbaugh. I've oh been that God. since his early days. you wearing khakis today. <laughs> I, I would. I used to dress <laughs> like him. I used to work with uh, up at the 49ers, work in their retail department and everything, and I would literally do the outfit that Harbaugh would wear on the field daily in the store and people be like you're gonna and we would sell the shit that he would wear so i I was a great marketing genius back in my day but um the whole point with this is we look at the tradition of georgia we look at the tradition of michigan all of us would say they're what top five to ten programs in the history of college football right michigan is highly debatable in that i mean if you look at at michigan in the past 10 years yes second or third all time and wins here's my point michigan has one championship in the last 70 years And Georgia has one championship in their school history in 1980. So as much as we look at these teams as storied franchises. Shout out to Herschel Walker, by the way. Yeah, back in the, exactly. (laughs) As much as we look at them as storied programs, they have had that very little success when it comes to these big moments. Now, we know Alabama's Mm -hmm. been knocking down the door for years, and what Saban has done is unbelievable, but... That's this why they haven't had those moments. You can easily debate if yeah. Nick Saban is not at Alabama. Georgia is by far the yeah. creme de la creme of all of college football. You mean if Tua doesn't uh, throw that beautiful pass to yes. the left corner of the end zone for the game winner a couple years ago? Which, I mean, it should never even got that close anyways. Georgia was dominating that game. Yeah, they were. But, yeah, I mean, I, the only thing that I'm intrigued about that is to see how many points Jim Harbaugh loses by. Because I'm on the opposite end of the spectrum with that. I think he's one of the most overrated coaches of all time. I don't know how he how? resurrected overrated? himself. I don't know how he resurrected himself this year. Literally three weeks ago, he would have been fired, right? If he loses to Ohio State, they'll, they'll mutually yeah, part ways. Fire him. He can't beat Michigan State. I don't know. State. I feel like that would have been the last... Four years now. I mean, he's been, he can't even beat Michigan State. He can't even beat (laughs) Michigan State. They should have canned his ass after they lost that game to Michigan State. I would have, I would have. I would have been they were they weren't on a tarmac because they probably drove a busted ass bus there. I would have <laughs> canned him in the I would have canned him in the parking lot. I would have met him at the bus and told him to take an Uber back to Ann Arbor because you're gone, Jimmy. See, so think so about that pressure. Lucky. Think about that pressure. I was trying to think of this. Is there any coach in any sport right now in the in, in America that we're familiar with, professional or collegially, that one coach needed to beat one other team more than Harbaugh needed to beat Ohio State? He lost every matchup he had against them. They're coming in. Uh, I think one of their one of their last 15 mm-hmm. against Ohio State. So the yep. pressure is there for him to win. If not, he loses his job. And they dominated Ohio State, who just, as you mentioned earlier, dominated Michigan State by 50 the yep. previous week. So I think Harbaugh stepped up to the plate and said, fuck it. I'm putting my balls on the table. We are winning this game, no doubt about it. 
and they showed that. So I think they're rolling. Football is a momentum game. It is an mm-hmm. energy level game. I think he has the confidence. And normally in these college programs, the the team, the program will take on the energy of their head coach. And it might have taken a couple of years for that really to catch up to where Jimmy Harbaugh is. But it seems like this Michigan program is moving in the right direction. Keep in mind, they were up 11 points against Michigan State in the fourth quarter. And sure and won that game. It. And they blew and it. They blew that it. happens in football. That but. happens when you have poor coaching. You know what? <laughs> I think Jim Harbaugh has gotten more chances than maybe the only person that might have more chances after mediocre seasons and not reaching results is Jeff Fisher. That's about it. That's about it. <laughs> Because what is Jeff I mean, Fisher, yeah, God. I'm telling you, I'm going to start naming. I'm going to was yeah. on the Rams for so long. He made Jared Goff look awful, and oh, then Sean McVay man. made him look great, and then Jared Goff turned back into yeah, Jared Goff. September 4th should be Jim Harbaugh's day because he just went nine and four every single year, and all the big games were always the losses. He wins one game against Ohio State, and somehow he's resurrected. It's nonsense. I hope Nicobe <laughs> Dean and them boys just absolutely <laughs> demolish their mediocre running backs, who uh, to me aren't even professional running backs. If you ask me, I don't think they're going to do much in the NFL. They're having a decent college run. Sorry, I'm really like bashing it. Michigan right now. I, I understand that, but yeah, I'm, I can't, I can't, I can't roll with that. I can't roll with that. Ray, but, you'll, you'll side with me on this one. One of the reasons I've always loved Michigan, not nah, loved, whatever. I root for them as a college football program. One of the main reasons, and probably the the predominant reason, is. What helmet uh, yep. scope did we have back at Rio yep. Mesa back the in the day? I had the, the exact, I had the exact uniforms in high school, and I still hate their ass. I mean, <laughs> I literally had, I literally had the same color scheme and uniform to this day. I have a buddy, shout out to Showtime Sherman, who loves Michigan, and me and him would always get into debates. I got to have right. him as a call-in guest on one of these shows one day. And uh, yeah, we can debate uh, on uh, how badly Michigan gets whooped on um, by the dogs. But I get where you're coming from, Jeremy. I get where you're coming from, Jeremy. It makes you want to look I just good, can't, play I just can't good, agree with that. Good. I just can't agree with that. But let, let's see what Ray, hopefully hopefully Ray is uh, not on the same page as you wanting know, to see Jim Harbaugh win a national championship. I was, uh, I, I, let's I, go Harbaugh. <laughs> I actually mis- I misread the the question. Mm-hmm. I had uh, I had taken it as what what non your New Year's Six game. Well, save that one. That one's coming up. Oh, sure. that one's coming up. So I'm going to jump in here, and I'm just going to take the the other side of this. And uh, I'm looking at I'm looking at Bama Cincy, man. I'm looking at Bama Cincy. You I'm worried at, about that one. You, I, I am too. I'm, I'm, I'm telling all, you, I want Cincy to just win that game. I, I'm rooting for the underdog. In I that. mean, and I'm talking about big. I'm talking big talk for the Bulldogs. And who did the Bulldogs basically get beat on for? Not beat on, but they were on the ropes that entire ball game against Cincy yeah. last year. I mean, since he came out and played great, granted, they lost a few pieces to the NFL, but for the most part, I mean, they still got a handful of first round picks on that team Mm -hmm. and they're going to come to play. They hung yep. with Georgia. They don't think that they're... I mean, yes, you get lackadaisical in the American Athletic Conference. Yes, you may fall asleep on the old East Carolina Pirates, mm-hmm. and they may throw a couple 60-yard bombs on you and keep a game close. You know, but I mean, they played talent this year, and they beat Notre Dame in Notre Dame, which is not yeah, easy to it's do. not easy to do. Not easy to do. Granted, the, a, the, the ACC was completely whacked this year, and the Notre Dame classic games that are non-conference or, you know, the independent ones they choose, like USC and things like that, they were all cupcakes. I mean, yeah. Notre Dame had an yeah. incredibly weak schedule this year. Yeah. The only tough game they had was Cincy, and they lost it. And they lost it from the gate open. Like, I never, yeah. I, I was watching yeah. that game. I never thought, like, oh, shit, Notre Dame's going to yeah, beat them. There's go Cincy's bad. chance. It's like, no, they just, won, they just went out and won the game. Um, and I feel like sometimes you play up to your competition. I think Cincy's ready to play up to their competition. 
competition. It's, the only thing it's is, it's a combination of that. Definitely going to be a combination of that. Bryce Young is on fire, though. He is on fire. So, so they got they got Beavers on defense, who I love. I think he's going to be an absolute steal on maybe even day two in the NFL draft, or maybe at the late end of the first round. Guy can do everything. He's got an incredibly high motor. He's going to be pumped up. He's going to be ready to go. Bama has no running game whatsoever, so he's going to get yep. to pin his ears back and say, "All right, Heisman Trophy winner, let's see you use that stiff arm because I'm coming for you." You know, so I mean, Bryce Young, I, he obviously proved he can handle it, right? You go right. out there and you serve Georgia like they did this year. I mean, shit. What did the what did Nicobe Dean say earlier? I don't care if I'm playing the Patriots next week. They ain't getting in the end zone. You know? <laughs> so so well, just pump the brakes a little bit there. All right? Yeah, we don't want the Patriots just yet. Worry about Bama, but. Um, Put up yeah. forty five. Yeah, so so and then they also got uh, they also got Gardner too. He's gonna be another first round uh pick uh as a DB. So you know that the talent is there. The talent right, is there. Right. And you know, I love me an underdog, man. I love me an underdog. Okay, good. I love me a money line. I, I you know, that's that's where I'm going all day long. So I'm I'm watching that game and I'm rooting Bearcats. I might even get me a jersey before the game. <laughs> I was going to kind of pose that question. When it comes to these sports stories, right, where it's David versus Goliath, where do you guys side? Do you stay with the dominant team trying to win, or are you rooting for that underdog to see the upset? I'm underdog Ooh, all day I, long. All, I am underdog all day. But, but I mean, Bama's I'm never always, a fucking underdog. But I, I mean, you can't ask, ask me this question right now. I, I think I have to, to defer to this. Are you a Bama fan? Yes, big okay. time. Okay. So I can't. I don't think I can really answer this because I, I unbiasedly, uh uh, Bama is going to have a problem because they they tend to play down to their opponents. Okay, um, they've not started any of the past three games good in the first half at all. How that Auburn game look exactly? Yeah. Right, yeah. the Auburn game was trash. That's even, tough though. Even Iron Bowl Georgia, on the road is always tough. Yep. Even against Georgia, the first half wasn't wasn't the greatest. Right, um, and since he's on high note right now, mm-hmm. um, they are. Like and even it's about it's about it's about peaking right at the right time. Mm-hmm. Since he is peaking at the right time. They played good um, against Houston in the conference championship. I was a little worried about how they were going to come out there, but they, they played good and they blew a couple teams out before them. Yeah. You know, so they, they made that last little statement that they had to, to get in. I think they deserve to be there. I hope that, I, I hope that, you know, Alabama somehow thinks that they don't deserve to be there. I hope that somehow I, do you guys know which game kicks off first? I didn't look that up. Uh, I think Alabama, Alabama since cool. he does. Oh, does it? Yeah. Okay. Okay. I was going to say, as I say, cause if, if, if Georgia gets to lay a whooping on Michigan right before that game, you know, they might be, they might be thinking about Georgia a little bit too much. I think that's going to be an advantage to Bama going first and oh, not yeah. have to not that just be able so. to kick back after a win if they get it, you know? So, uh, are you guys that, exhausted that of, of this sec dominance over the last Last, what 15 years I from guess. the Florida Tim Tebow team to Alabama's dominance to LSU not, sprinkled in. I'm not, I'm not, I, I'm not exhausted from SEC, so to speak, but I'm exhausted from Alabama and Georgia. I feel like it's been light years. I, I feel that. like ever since the college football playoff started, it's been Alabama, Georgia, and Clemson. Yeah. And yeah. nothing made me happier than to see how terrible Clemson was this oh year. Oh, my God. Same. Seriously. So, I was kind of bummed. Then, I'm not a fan blew of that. I, I was bummed for DJ because I like DJ. I think he's a good, I think he's a good kid. But a I couple think, more days until he enters the transfer portal. So I think... But here's the thing. Portal. Here's the thing. You look at the you look at the quarterbacks that Clemson's recruited. I don't think they're I don't think they're all that good. I don't think they're all that good. I think uh, I think they were looking for the wrong kind of thing, and they've always relied on premium uh, skill players around a quarterback. And now they don't have it. I mean, their their no, their running backs are don't. trash. You know, I love I love me some what's his name Will Shipley. He yeah, runs Shipley. hard. I mean, he's got he's got heart, but I mean he's 
garbage. I mean, he's debatable. I, yeah, I mean, he'd, debatable. Be, he'd be he'd be the stud on Rutgers, uh, but you know, I mean, should he be should he be the national championship running back? Hell no. It's hell hard, no. It's hard to find a Deshaun Watson. It's hard to find a Deshaun Watson and then follow it up with a Trevor Lawrence. Yeah. At, least mm-hmm. a, at least a college Trevor Lawrence, pro Trevor Lawrence, different guy. Yeah. Alabama but does it. It's hard. Well. I guess it, no. They have a team. They have a whole unit around them. How many college quarterbacks from now? We're seeing it with Tua and with Mac. I guess you can you give Jalen Hurts that, or is he Oklahoma? Yeah, I mean, he's a starter in the NFL, man. Correct, yeah. correct. All on the he's same roster. Yeah. That yeah. team, that team Alabama's got a grip of starting quarterbacks in the league right now. Yeah. What what Alabama team was that? Was that 2018 that had Mac, Jalen, and Tua yeah. all yeah. on the same and roster? Then, yeah. Who Najee, uh, Damian Harris? How many like NFL running backs mm-hmm. that rivals the 01 Miami Hurricanes that had McGahey, Frank Gore, and yeah. and Clinton Willis, Portis? Yeah, yeah. So, all those dudes. Yes. So yeah, I mean they're. they're they're stacked. They they're definitely on that reload tip right now. Where and man, you're right. Clemson struggled to do it. You thought they did because they have DJ and he was a highly touted recruit and he looked pretty good in the small sample size. But he also had Travis Etienne to throw the ball to. They also you, you know Etienne for if five you start years, looking yeah years. if you start looking at the wide receivers and backs that Clemson's been lucky to have. You know it's like yeah they had good, great quarterbacks, but I mean they had no doubters as far as who you're throwing the ball to. I mean look mm-hmm. at T Higgins. T Higgins. T Higgins is almost out outplacing Jamar Chase Mike for Williams. for Joey Burrow. I mean and that's Joe Burrow's guy. Yeah. You know Chargers so, exactly. Mike Williams. Mike Williams, you don't Sammy even Sammy Watkins, yeah, Sammy DeAndre Watkins, Hopkins. yeah. You start going all the way back to DeAndre Hopkins and shit, and you're yeah. like, damn. I mean, and then you start going back to the beginning of Dabo's era with Taj Boyd and things like that. I mean, they always yes. had uh, they, 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 they they've been they've been on a good run, but I'm glad to see him fall off. But so that that, sure. that answers that question as far as I'm exhausted by it. Um, mm-hmm. I'm ready for the Pac-12 to get back, so I'm Fine. glad Lincoln. Yeah. I'm glad Lincoln Riley's in USC. I, I root for UCLA personally, but I'm just I'm just ready to see a Pac-12 Same. team in the fucking playoffs, man. Yeah. Yeah. It's blast. I it was going to be Oregon just, this year. It's but just garbage. Damn. I mean, I'm ready to tell them to fold up shop, split them up between the ACC and the Big Ten and the SEC, and just make it three conferences at this point. You yeah. know, so but, it's turning into give it five years. Yeah. It's going to be seriously. There. You know, and three super and, and see, we're all talking about super conferences, but you know what? There's a lot of bowl games going down that aren't made up of the super conference. Conferences, right? So I wanted to ask you guys what bowl game that's not on the New Year's Six or that's not part of the college football playoffs that's most intriguing to you. I'm going to take first swing at this one and I'm going to lay down uh, the University of Texas San Antonio Roadrunners versus the San Diego State University Aztecs. If you that's don't know, good. you better ask somebody because Frank Harris and Sincere McCormick are big time. They're Sunday level talent. All right. Frank Harris has a struggle because he's He's at, he's at quarterback. He, he's, he's more of a reminds me of a Donovan McNabb without the smarts ability. But I mean, the guy's big. He's hefty. He can run. And if he gets somebody open the down the field forty yards, he's going to hit him. You know. So Are you implying Donovan McNabb had the smarts as the quarterback? He did a little bit. He did a little <laughs> bit. He did a little bit. He could read. Later he could read career. defenses a little bit. He was all right. I, I, you know. And I hate Philly. I grew up in New Jersey. I'm gotcha. a big. I, I really hate Philadelphia Eagles. But Donovan McNabb, he was all right, man. I mean, shit. You go to. I mean, granted, he's like he's like the he's like the Jim Kelly of his era. You know. I mean. You you go to a bunch of championship games in a row, and even if you lose them all, you're still there, right? You still got to get there. So, but these guys are big time, right? And 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 what they do is Frank Harris can run the ball too, just just like uh, just like Donovan McNabb would have done. And uh, he's got a great running back in Sincere McCormick, who I think is is 
one of the most underrated backs in all of the game. Um, he's going to be a solid steal in like the third round or fourth round. He's going to be one he of these guys. He might even go second. I That's what I'm saying. About he might go second. Yeah, he's going to be one of these guys where all of a sudden your team has him if you don't watch college football and you're going to be like, holy shit, where do we get this guy? He's yeah. the man. Yeah. There, well, like, there's yeah. a lot of talk about like there's a high demand in running backs right yeah. now. Because- and this guy's, this guy's going to be one of those next dudes yeah. up. You know, he's going to be on a roster like the Titans where they're going to be like, oh shit, Derrick Henry's hurt again exactly. for the back-to-back years yeah. and they put him at Cormick and he runs for two G's and you're like, who mm-hmm. the fuck is this guy? <laughs> yeah. And you know, so like that but, running back for, for Cleveland. Yeah. Is that dude? Uh, this year? Yeah. D. Ernest Johnson. Yeah, yeah, D. Ernest yeah, Johnson. If you have a name, D. Ernest, I'll fuck with you no matter yeah, what yeah. it is. I and played him in fantasy. He was a solid pickup for me yeah. out of the boneyard in fantasy, although oh, I did sure. get screwed out of the playoffs, but that is save that for a different kind of show, you know? Um, Not but, me. But what I'm Not looking me. for, what I'm looking for here is I'm looking for the best run defense in all the land other than Georgia because they play run defense against real teams where SDSU is Mountain West, so that's all debatable. So definitely not the best defense in all the land you know, across the board, but they're averaging only 77 yards gained against them on the ground where uh, McCormick and Harris together are averaging 188 yards per game together. So this is one where I actually have a debate about it, where I think in Michigan versus Georgia, I don't think it's going to happen, right? I just think it's going to be, I think it's going to be a different pedigree of thoroughbreds on the field that day on defense where this game, it's like, I want to see it. You know, I want to see it. That's going to be fun. And Frank Harris loves to throw big passes. McCormick loves to bust big runs. So it's going to be, I feel like I'm a, I'm a, I'm a realist. I'm a truest to the to the heart of the game where I like, you know, 14 to 13 games. And I think this is going to be one where it's going to have one big play that decides the game. So it's going to be fun yeah. to watch for me from a football fan standpoint. But that's me. But what you got, Ray? Um, Because I've, I mean, I've said transfer portal like what, like five times already. Transfer portal. Big thing. Big time. It's a business. Trending, right? It's, it's a business right now. now. Um, I want to see Oregon, Oklahoma. Yeah. Because those two programs with, with Oregon losing their coach getting a new coach, possibly losing Thibodeau. Mm-hmm. He ain't he, playing. He won't play, right? Is he, I mean, exactly. And that's, nah, and that's he, another question, too. I don't think pick. Thibodeau even needs to play. Is he no. going to play? Is he not going to play? I don't think so. so. He's I seen see, Thibodeau this whole year not wanting to play and preserve his I want to see. I want to totally. see what those programs are going to do in, in this game for next year. So that's what, what interests me. Because I like that. I want to see what Oklahoma is going to, what Oklahoma is going to be. And you know why I do like Two that though? It's because like you said, Thibodeau is not going to play. So now we're in the era of like players just decide not to play right. bowl games. So that's why it was hard for me going through this, like picking them out. Like a guy like McCormick, like we said, he's going to the league. Is he going to sit it out? Hell no. This is a fucking bowl game for him. When the right. hell do the road runners go to the bowl game? This is right. like, he might as well yeah. be in the college football yeah. playoffs right yeah, now. Exactly. That's how you know? he feels. Yeah. And against a decent and team in SDSU. So it's, it's like, yeah, they're going to come to play. And so is Oregon in Oklahoma. A, all the players are debuting for new teams, right? Yep. So and then, new coaches. And then, and then you got Caleb Williams, who, you know, he's, he's a young kid. He ain't sitting out in a bowl game. That's nope. for damn sure. And he's fun to watch, man. He's primetime TV. And then you got an old savvy vet like Anthony Brown, the Boston College vet, you know, transferring over to Oregon. Yep. He ain't got nothing going on after college. He doesn't exactly. give a shit. He's going to come out there and play. <laughs> he's going to let it all exactly. hang out. So I, 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 I can respect that choice. It's going to be yeah, a good game. I want to see that. Jeremy, where are you tuning in uh, uh, outside of the New Year's Eve 6? All right, guys. Uh, I'm going to be a little contrarian. Jason, I, I, you sound like you love every bowl game that's ever been invented. I, I do. Appreciate I do. It I do. What are we up to this year? 80, 84 teams get a go? There's, yeah, I think so. I think so. I mean, even, they even sprinkle in some five wins if they have to. And there's 119 teams in Division no. 1, so yeah. hey, 75%. Yeah. yeah. My argument is... I could really give a shit less about all these other games. They are okay. a cash grab for the sponsors and for 100%. gambling. But 
I still enjoy them. Yeah. Um, before I get into the, the bowl game that I would enjoy, I've, I've done this segment every time for years and years when it comes around bowl time uh, for a show that I used to host back in San Jose for my podcast I did last year. Uh, I'm going to name a bowl, and I want you guys to see if it's a real actual bowl that's taking place this year or if I just made it up. Okay? Okay. I got six of them. Not going to take too long. Nice. So hit me with I'll it. I like it. Them. I'm oh, with it, Jeremy. Yeah. The Cricket Celebration Bowl. Is that real or am I full of shit? That's real. That's real. That's real. That's oh. South Carolina State and Jackson State. Yes. The Cricket. fighting Deion Sanders, by the way, oh. which was on my list because Deion Sanders' Yo. team is primetime. Him and his hey. son, yeah. they're playing ball. Watch out in, I in like, like it. two, three years if, uh, if Saban gonna be- retires. Yeah. Oh, Dion! Hey, those Aflac commercials are. Uh, I know they okay. are. They do have a little Aflac thing going on. But continue, continue, continue. Okay, next bowl, the Crypto.com bowl. Oh, that's Crypto.com say, everywhere, bro. Yes, only because of what's because uh, it's trending. I just don't know if they made a new bowl this year or a yeah. new sponsors. So I'm gonna go with false. You're just picking advertisement that you see everywhere right now. So I'm gonna say that's not a bowl. False, Ray. False. You guys are correct again. Yes. I just Ugh. I just use that to give a shout out, obviously, to Staples Center. Yeah. I'm a diehard Laker fan. Shaq and Kobe built that stadium. Yeah. It sucks it's to always see it turn over, but yeah. Crypto.com, we're Dude, seeing it everywhere. Crypto.com is everywhere, bro. And that's why yeah. I was like, all right, this is just like a, this is a, a name throw. So that's yeah. the only Still, thing. That, but you're on I guarantee me. next year, next year you're on yeah. this segment. Uh, we might be, that's we might be wrong. Different story. Hit How about wait. the Waffle House Classic Bowl? Mm, no, nah, it's false. I want to say right. yes, it's true. It is false. Yeah. It, is, I would, oh, it should be. It should be. Right? I, I love waffles. Say, I love waffles. So if there was a Waffle House Georgia Bowl, some shit, yeah. if there was sure. a Waffle House Bowl, I would know. Um, the Wasabi Fenway Bowl. Oh, my God. I want to say. A Wasabi Bowl? Are we serious? I'm going to say yes because you said Fenway. And, and if because you said I do know that grab. they play a game in Fenway, though. I know they used to they used to call it like the New Era Pinstripe Bowl or that's some shit like Yankee that. Stadium. Oh, that's Yankee, Yankee Stadium. That's Yankee Stadium. Okay. Um, yeah. Wasabi. Like it, just Yo, by playing is, is odds, really is Wasabi right a now? brand? I, just by just by playing odds, I'm going to say true. It is true. Okay. SMU versus Virginia. So yes. decent matchup. Good game. Good that. game. Yeah. Shane Buchel's a good quarterback. SMU's yeah. got a team. The Wasabi Bowl. If you're but not these, eating sushi but these there. names of these, of these bowls are okay. like, really? Uh, second to last one I have is the Cinnamon Toast Crunch Bowl. <laughs> I wish it was true, but it's false. It's false. full of cold milk. They do yes. have a Tony the Tiger Bowl. So that's why I got inspired. Nice. So nice. that's nice. an actual bowl, but no Cinnamon Toast Crunch. And then finally, Barstool Sports Bowl. Ooh, Ooh They are trying think- to come up. I want, I want to say they're n- coming up. But I want to say, say yes false. because they're on the come up. But uh, I finally got because- you guys. There is one, of course. It's in okay, Arizona. Really? Okay. Yeah, Dave Portnoy is doing everything with Barstool Sports. He wow. has his own Barstool Sports Bowl. Wow. Um, pretty good match. Oh, good yeah, Central Michigan, Boise State. So hey, Good for them. If you haven't seen the Chippewas play ball yeah. this year, yeah. if you haven't, if that you can't tell, on the come up. I watch way too much college football. If you haven't seen the Chippewas play ball, they're in the, the old Maction, like Wednesday, yeah. Thursday yeah. night games all the time. So like degenerate gamblers like me have nothing better going that day so i've won some money on the chippewas this year so if you got them put some coin on they got some standout wide receivers that have been there yeah, they're, they're like these, the league. yeah they're like these covid five-year seniors and shit so they, they're a good team so i don't know what the spread is on that but if you're looking for a way to win some coin at the barstool uh, sports bowl i'd lean chippewas down in arizona so um who are you watching what what am I watching? Yeah. Um, the one that really piques my interest one because of the name location and then the final lead the matchup 
The Jimmy Kimmel L.A. Bowl. Yes, one. It's great just to have a Jimmy Kimmel Bowl. Just have an individual's name that hosts the late night television show get sponsorship to that level to sponsor a college bowl game. Two. SoFi first so uh, first bowl game at SoFi. So I've been to SoFi a few times, seen it. It's it's a gem. It's a beautiful stadium. Now they're dipping their toe into the college football world with the bowl games. So that will be interesting. And then finally, the matchup is Utah State versus Oregon State. I'm a big Mountain West fan. I went to San Jose State, used to broadcast games, called Utah State games, called Boise State games. So I always have some kind of feeling towards any Mountain West team. Go Spartans, huh? That's absolutely. Once a Spartan, always a Spartan. Starkle didn't go down this year. I think they would have had a decent team again this year, too. But he he just missed too much time. If we did this last year, I was on cloud nine watching my Spartans roll. Hey, I made some coin on them last year. Absolutely. They they, they wouldn't respect them as far as the uh, spreads went. But, yeah. But one of your teams that you were um, interested in watching was San Diego State. They had a great year. They were top 25 ranked throughout the year. Mm -hmm. Only one loss going into that Mountain West game. They got smacked. By Utah State, and yeah. I think it was what forty-one to in the teens, it was yeah. twenty to thirty-point victory by Utah State. So Utah State, Utah Talk State, about rolling. an inconsistent team. Utah State, they'll yeah. win by forty-one, then they'll lose by forty-one. Yeah. So yeah, that's the Aggies. Stay and then, away from them. Oregon State. So this is my two favorite conferences, right? Pac-12, Mountain West, mm-hmm. LA, SoFi Bowl. I'll man on that. I don't like the other ninety-six bowl games out there, but hmm. I'll, I'll fuck with hmm. this one, and then I'll watch the uh, New Year's Six. I might need to see when that's played. I might want to grab some tickets for that one. They start at twenty nine ninety nine. That's Heard what I'm saying. It's finally going to be cheap, day. you know. So if you're out there listening and you're in this area, uh, that's going to be that's going to be your best chance, you know, to yeah. go and see a game at SoFi and not break the bank. You'll yeah. probably pay three times as much to park, but the tickets will be cheap. <laughs> I went it to a Charger cheap. game a couple weeks ago. Uh, hundred and seventy dollars for the VIP tailgate parking. Jesus, a hundred percent worth it. We went with a couple buddies. We split it up. Yeah, but just the tailgate experience, the barbecue, the oh, yeah. beer pong, the everything you could do, the ambiance before. Four game and then going to SoFi. One thing I must say though, the NFLs are bastards for trying to monetize the tailgate, man. When I was going, yeah, for real. I mean, that was part. That was that's that's where you saved your money. You drank all your beer in the parking lot, and then you only had to have a couple to keep it going inside the stadium. And it's like, man, now these bastards make me buy all your beer, all your food, pay to park and party in the back of my freaking car. But granted, I know it's probably a badass experience, and that's the only option. That's the only option, you know. So hey, they're smarter than us, right? We're the ones still paying. I know. about to say it's all capitalism. It. Hey, I'm a big fan of capitalism, it. right? If you can, if you can find somebody to pay for it, then why not? Absolutely. Um, so, but. Th- there, there are the, the teams that are so-called less fortunate than the New Year's Eve Six. And right now, in the NFL, the uh, the major league system of the NCAA, uh, there's some teams that are less fortunate than the division leaders, right? So you got your division leaders that are set up for more success in the playoffs, right? But... I always feel like there's this, I feel like maybe like a 50-50 shot where there's always a wild card team making a run yeah. all the way to the damn Super Bowl. So I want to know, Jeremy, who out of the non-division leaders, so I'll run it down for you guys out there listening if you don't know off the top of your head, uh, New England, Baltimore, Tennessee, Kansas City, Dallas, Green Bay, Tampa Bay, and Arizona are the teams that do not count in this debate. So the non-division leaders, any team other than those that I just listed, has the best chance to make a run at the uh, at the Super Bowl. I got four of them, so I don't want to step on your toes, Ray. If, if you have one and you want to make the claim for that, I'll, I'll let you jump in and go first. Pick Otherwise, your most passionate one. Go ahead. There's four obvious ones. It's super obvious, Pick right? Pick one. There's, Who's the one you got to bet money on? 
see, now you're messing with my heart and my brain. My heart tells me Rams. I'm a Los Angeles Rams fan. I think after last night's Monday night victory, we've set ourselves up to potentially win Mm -hmm. the division. Mm -hmm. If not, we're going to be in this argument. Um, They have these studs on defense. They have a plethora of weapons on offense now after you had Odell. Maybe running back is a little little way different. But, um, you know, I'm going to say the Rams for that case. But then... What the 49ers are doing, and obviously I have a connection with the 49ers, they are a smash-mouth team. They are going to run the ball. They're going to play good defense. The only thing that's going to stop him is Jimmy G. So he is um, going to be the big, eh, he's not going to get him over the top. I think they could upset one of these teams, whether it be the Bucks, whether it be the Cowboys, however the matchup, whether it be the Cardinals, okay. however the matchups line up, they're going to win their wild card weekend and then probably lose in the divisional round. The Rams could win the Super Bowl just because they all know everyone that they brought in, Von Miller, Odell, Matt Stafford, all this year. They know once you get into the playoffs, it is, it, it, it's a one-game win-all. Mm-hmm. They, it, it's mm-hmm. just you yep. focus in on that. You try to get everyone lined up properly with simple things, and they have the most talent to do so. Now, a couple weeks ago, they looked like shit, throwing inter- pick six after pick six from Stafford is never going to win a game. Nope. If they could not do that, and if they can get my boy, Cooper Cup, who's led me to the fantasy playoffs, thank you very much, Cooper, then they're going to be fine. Just target him. So who are you picking, the Rams here or the Niners? I'm a little all over the place. I didn't know we only had one. Yeah. I had four who are you picking? Um, uh, I'm, you only have half the money for mortgage this month, Jeremy. You need to make it on, you need um, to make it on this uh, Super Bowl future bet. If we're talking specifically who can win a Super Bowl from the teams that are not division winners, it is the Rams. They, they are the best team. They had a slow okay. mid-patch, but... Rams are the best team. Okay. So, you think they can go to Green Bay and win? Yes. They should have did it last year, and that was with Jared Goff. Aaron Donald was playing at a peak performance until he hurt his rib in the Seattle game. Was not the same against Green Bay. We lose by 10. A couple weeks ago, it was still sloppy Matt Stafford. We lose by 10 again. We can go there for a third time and fucking knock Aaron Rodgers' toe off his off his foot and I, come away with a victory. I'd be down to see that. I'm not a big Aaron Rodgers fan. I'm not a big Aaron Rodgers fan. And Is I anyone? think I, I I personally think I like I like that pick. And I think the uh, I think I think the Rams definitely have a good chance. And I think they actually get some help maybe from a team like you said, San Francisco. You yeah. know, might be able to be a team that ends up as like the lowest seed in there. So they end up playing Green Bay if they can get that first round win uh, against an Arizona team, which yeah. they know very well. You know, most likely they'll probably match up against Arizona, we're talking. Um, and we, we saw last night that Arizona's beatable, right? Very good, but beatable. And, uh, you know, if you throw the ball to George Kittle enough, I think the Niners can can help the Rams out in that aspect. But it is going to be tough sledding if they got to go up to Green Bay and, uh, and win. I don't know. To me, it just every time I see Sean McVay coach in cold weather situations, he doesn't do very well. Yeah. The team well, that, just that doesn't was do Jared very well. Goff. Jared Goff never won a game where the temperature was under 50 degrees. This year, but yeah, I can see that. That's a little bit different, but I mean, I don't know how many games, I don't know how many games, you know, so, Matthew Stafford has won post, post Christmas. No, Matthew Stafford's never won a playoff game. <laughs> exactly. That, that I, know, I, know, I know that. So, <laughs> so, know so, saying he's gonna go, so saying he's going to go dethrone Aaron Rodgers, you know, I don't know. That's, uh, that's, that's a tough pill for me to swallow. I see where you're coming from. Obviously, talent wise, they are by far the most stacked non-division winning team at the moment we're recording this show. So I would definitely give you the benefit of the doubt right there. But I'm interested on who Amato's got. What do you got, Ray? I love, I love all the NFC talk here. Okay. All the you, do we really? I, I mean, had two AFC. If we're gonna teams, go, come on, hit me with some the AFC. question is to go to the go to the Super Bowl, right? And and we're going off where you're talking about a, a team that can 
Who right, can Tampa Bay right, bucket, right? right Last right year, Tampa high, Bay right Bucks now. run went wild card to the, the top, right? Indianapolis Colts. Oh! Other than one game in the next four games, that's like kind of tricky. They got, the, I think the last two games is J- uh, Jacksonville and the Raiders. Yeah, so. Right? And they're probably still going to make the wild card. I think they have the yeah, Cardinals too in week six. That's, yeah, that's Tennessee, that's Tennessee would have to slip up, and Tennessee's schedule right. looks winnable. I think they play the Falcons Again, one of those games and stuff they, like that. So if if they can win three of those four, still make the wild card, they're gonna they're gonna with the with uh, Taylor at running back. Yeah, and mm-hmm. they got a solid ass defense. They're going to be a fucking problem for whoever they match up against. But what do you do when Carson Wentz starts doing that fucking side of the apartment complex, fucking getting chased down by a defensive tackle, throwing it behind his back to no one there? You bring in Nick Foles. They they could do that, right? You could just bring Nick Foles off of uh, what what third string backup is he at right now? I mean, I don't know. I think Big Stick Nick's magic is done. I'm hoping (laughs) that uh, Carson Wentz kind of like take, take, grow up a little bit. Yeah. You I'll know, tell you what, a, Carson Wentz big is, man move here. He's improved. He's, he's only thrown definitely improved this he's year. He's only thrown he's only thrown his touchdowns are way down, but he's only thrown five picks this year. Which if you would have put gave me an over and under to go on for interception for Carson like Wentz and somebody, and somebody listed it at six, I would have put some big money down on the over, over of that one. Time. So he's definitely he's definitely improved. Um he's playing good. But when you watch him play, man, there's like two or three times every single game. It really hasn't bit him in the ass like it did with the Eagles right. because they have a competent running game and a bunch yeah. of maulers on the O-line. Um, but that like, Tennessee game, it killed him. Where yeah. he gets thrown down in the end yeah. zone and he, and he just, just does whatever yeah. the fuck. What the hell was that? Always, he always game does over. that. He, re- yep. he refuses. And that was the game. Yeah. He'd rather risk losing the game than lose a down. And that's a problem in the playoffs. Because you know what? He's going to have to do something. You tell me that Jonathan Taylor is going to run for 180 yards every game in the playoffs. Not going to happen. Right. Not going to happen. So could. Carson Wentz. It could. I don't know. If, if Carson Wentz gets people out of the box. That's what the key is, though, yeah. and that's why Michigan is boned against Georgia, <laughs> and that's why, like, that's why these it teams all comes full circle. It does. That's why that that's why when it comes down to you need competent quarter play. That's yeah. why that's why Kenny Pickett and Desmond Ritter and. Sam Howell and all these people that don't even necessarily deserve to be talked about in the first round will be chosen because at the end of the day, you're only as confident in your quarterback as how he played the game before. Mm-hmm. And you know what? Carson Wentz's game before can turn out really, really bad still. So I, I, I see where you're coming from with Indy, um, but, you know, I don't know. Carson, I can't believe in him. I did have Indy as one of my other opportunities out there that can go on a run. They have a lot of Tennessee from two years ago vibe where mm-hmm. it's a dominant, exactly. where they started off slow. I think they were Owen or 0-2 and then like 1-4 to begin the season. Yep. Similar to what Tennessee was when they still had Marcus Mariota. They switched to Tannehill, a dominant run offense, and an opportunistic defense. Indy, at least two weeks ago, they had the most uh, turnovers for them, positive turnovers. Um, that defense aside behind Darius Leonard was... Uh, they're yeah, inopportune players over there, and then they're just going to run it with Jonathan Taylor, and yep. then you have enough options to at least get interesting and frisky. But uh, yeah, there's my Colts take for you. Okay, I'm going. I'm I'm going. Uh, I'm going. Uh, uh, hometown team kind of here. Not that I root for them, but they're in the area. Uh, I'm going. W- I'm going with the no fan Chargers. You know who needs home field advantage when you don't really have one. So I think the team with the best advantage coming in as a wild card. You got that. the Chargers. They don't even really feel like they ever play a home game. So who gives a shit if it's here or there or anywhere? You know the Chargers are the Chargers are going to have just as many fans there. So they're not worried about road game versus home game. And to me, they got one of the best arm talents 
in the league right Absolutely. now, Justin Herbert. And they finally let him start slinging it last week against the Giants. Look what yep. happens when you let him throw the ball 20 more yards down the field than you have been letting him. And Austin Eckler, I used to hate on this guy. It's like, who is this yeah. bum? He's a scrub. Why would we be drafting him he in the second like round? Of scrub, the he looks like a scrub. But the, like dude, nine, the, dude is, the dude is a gamer, He's though. A gamer. He's a gamer. He comes to play. And last week was without Keenan Allen. And Keenan Allen is legit. Oh, He's one of the best wide receivers in the league. Yeah. And another guy I used to hate on. I don't know what is my problem with hating on Chargers, guys. But They're the Chargers? But they have a defense, though, <laughs> They're too. They're lovable. They have, they have a defense, too, though. They have a They're pass cute. rush guy. They got a pass rush guy that can take over, yeah. right? He can I, take over. I, that's that's their uh, Joey that's Bosa. Their yeah, if Joey Bosa gets gets going, you yeah. know, now they got a pass rush. They, they stay got within competent touchdown. Yeah, yeah they got sure. competent linebackers. I don't know how Oklahoma's defense always sucks in college, and then their linebackers go to the NFL and they play fucking great because uh, their their inside linebacker that they drafted last year from Oklahoma. I can't. His name is slipping my tongue right now, um, but he's a stud and he's playing great. He's all over the yeah. field, and they got Derwin James, one of the great yeah, safeties great. in the league. Uh, when finally he's healthy, back. He's, when he's, he's healthy. And now he's healthy. Maker. Now he's healthy. You know, you forgot about him. You kind of fell yeah. asleep on him because he missed all last year and everybody got pumped up on Jamal Adams. Nah. Derwin James. Yeah. <laughs> Derwin James is oh that dude. God. Derwin James is that dude. They play solid defense. And as long as they let Herbert do his thing and not try to reel back his uh, reins, let him run, let him throw, let him have fun. I think the Chargers can navigate through what I see as a relatively very, very weak AFC. You look at the top of the AFC, yeah. Tennessee is inflated because they don't have Derrick Henry anymore. Yep. And, and my boy Tannehill, I love him, but I'm a Dolphins yeah. fan. So I've been rooting for, the, root, rooting for him since he left. But he, I mean, he can't even make plays. And he's got A.J. Brown while Julio Jones has been broke well, all year. Well, their offensive line is so bad. Yeah. Yeah. Offensive line is so bad, bad, so that's where a guy like that's where a guy like Joey Bosa can really mix mess oh things God. up for a yeah. team like that, and they could just be a game wrecker. And yep. you know what? What does Tennessee have as an advantage at home if you don't have Derrick Henry running the ball? Nothing. You ain't got nothing. You're not going to go and play in that bad weather in Tennessee. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it can get a little bit cold. You just got to make somebody do your dirty work for you for the Patriots. And the way that they're lining up to come in as the highest seeded wild card, they wouldn't have to. They wouldn't have to do that until they got right to the AFC Championship game. So they can beat the Chiefs. They can beat the Chiefs. Granted, the Chiefs made the Raiders yeah. look like uh, yeah, I've, been picking on, I've been picking like on the Furman. Raiders. Yeah. Like they've made them look like they the Raiders. Exactly. fell off a cliff. Oh, my God. Yeah, we don't even need to get into that. Huge game on Thursday. If Chargers are able to win that and move into the first place in the AFC West would be huge for them, obviously. But one team that you didn't really mention in that in, in, in talking about Chargers going there to the Super Bowl is the Chiefs. They've won six in a row, and they haven't won it with their offense. They've won it with the, the best defense in the league over that six-week period. Yeah. Yeah. They're getting yeah. moving. Like your analogy earlier was, who's going to be the Bucks of last year? Great quarterback, slow start. You pick up after a bye, and you just start plowing through teams going into the playoffs. They can definitely do that. They can definitely do yeah, that. I, mean, I would not be that. surprised, obviously, if Patrick Mahomes and the Chiefs win That's the, win the we Super Bowl. Thinking about and it. if the Chiefs end up as a wild card some weird way, Fucking which I don't think yeah. is going to happen. Kinda, that'd be scary, too. Which huh? I don't think is going to happen. But, you know, to me, the main difference with the Chiefs team is when Frank Clark and Jones are getting after the quarterback, man. I mean, that defense yeah. just looks nasty. When Jones wants to line up and play defensive tackle like he's fucking supposed to and doesn't want to be a defensive end, they get after it. You put Frank Clark and you put uh, Jones on the same side of a four technique, it's like, good luck, man. I don't give a shit who's double teaming them. You're going to find yeah. yourself in trouble. And then you start making dumb moves and the honey badger ends up scooping and scoring and all this other shit goes wrong. And then, you know, yeah. like I said, I grew up in Jersey and had a lot of that Philly guy. fans and stuff. So I have a, I have a unique uh, relationship with Andy Reid. And I mean, he's a damn good coach, man. He is. He's a damn good One coach. Best he's offensive pretty- minds to ever 
100%. All right. But so that's all the guys down at the bottom, right? So it's a perfect time for me to ask you guys who you think is the biggest pretender out of all the teams that we're just naming right now coming into the NFL playoffs. Jeremy, who you got as the biggest pretender that's going to wind up in the playoffs this year? Anyone from the AFC North. (laughs) I've just seen everyone's look good. I'm like, oh shit, they have it. Oh, next week. And then it's a COVID outbreak or it's injuries. And now Lamar's out. Baker's hobbling around. He can't throw the ball. That team looks atrocious. The Bengals look like they are the top shit in the AFC North. And then they go lay an egg week after week. So. And that's then, so like, and that's not even mentioning that's the so Pittsburgh true. Steelers yeah. played the worst football game I've ever seen in my life last Thursday night against Minnesota, yeah. and then almost turned it into the greatest comeback in regular season NFL history. In that, I don't trust anybody from the AFC North, and and now you, Lamar's half yeah, broke too. It's yeah. like, what's going to happen there? Yeah, we got to rely on. They're, they're probably going to get two people in, uh, two teams in yeah. into the playoffs, and uh, which I hope, hope, hope they did. You not. Unless, unless there's, 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 I mean, there's a, a lot of tiebreakers. It's going to be yeah. wild down these final four weeks. Yeah. There's a like lot the of AFC, seven and six teams. I feel like the AFC is always That's wild with fucking tiebreakers, dude. I feel like it's yeah. always yeah. like, well, wait, wait, who did we beat in week three? Did we beat them? Oh, yeah. shit, we did. Yeah, okay, we get in over top of them. But yeah, I, I can agree with AFC North uh, being some busters. As far as me, I kind of hinted towards it on the last segment. Um, so I'll yeah. stick in the same conference, but I'm going Indy, man. I'm going Indy. I don't think, yeah, granted, they got a D. They got a D, but I'm telling you, man, in, in the NFL, you need quarterback play. Yeah. And A, I've never, when, when the Eagles drafted him so high, I'm a big, firm believer in you get where the kids played college, all right? They go to South Dakota fucking state for a reason, damn it. I don't care how many games you win in the Fargo Dome. I know. Guess what, uh, Niners? Trey Lance is not going to be gonna any say. good, uh, all right? I'm tired of this shit, that right? That dude's sitting, the, warming, He's the, warming yeah. the pine. I'll take Alabama's backup before I take South Dakota State's three-time national champion, all right? But he had you know, like 1,400 rush yards against high school players. Yeah, well, you know what? Kaepernick had a whole bunch of rush yards in one playoff, too. And, you know, then Kaepernick he, was a good NFL player for a stretch in, in history. He had a blip. He was a Robert Griffin III. He was. He was a Robert Griffin III. More than Robert Griffin. Robert mm-hmm. Griffin had one season, torn ACL at the end of his rookie year, never the same. Kaepernick, three seasons, and then the team imploded around him. I don't him. know about three seasons. He came in the, the he was year— serving after after the his first full season. So he goes yeah. to the Super Bowl his first year and first and goal at the five. They should have ran it in. Next year, NFC Championship, he yeah, throws Randy the pick Moss against uh, uh, Michael Crabtree being guarded by Richard Sherman, Cam Chancellor, that Michael whole thing. Michael Crabtree's a bum! You can't guard me! <laughs> that, that whole thing. Yeah. He was great those two years. The next year, he was still he put up great numbers as a as a dual threat. Like when we were getting yeah. used to these quarterbacks. But the 10 NFL years ago. once the NFL took away the read option, Kaepernick kind of he, he wasn't the same player. He had a big arm. He had a big arm. Okay, mm-hmm. so did, maybe that's not fair. Maybe that's not fair. Okay, Kaepernick was Ka- Kaepernick was better than RG three, but you know there's some caveats there. You know yeah. you can't you can't blame injuries on somebody falling apart. Um, but. Uh, RG3, and, man, he could have been something special. He could have. I loved him at Baylor. He God, made me some money. He never knew how to get down. That's he what made frustrated me. Some money me. At Baylor. Get your ass down. Every hit that he took, even with the Ravens on the sideline, you get lit up. It's all concussed. about. It's all about luck, Jeremy. When did you no, see dude. Michael Vick sliding? He's Michael Vick ain't never like fucking slide. Russell, you know? Russell Wilson slides, and he's Russell still Wilson in the ain't Robert Griffin, and he ain't Mike Vick when it comes yeah, to he, running the ball. He knows how to. Russell Wilson can slide. Robert Griffin's problem is that he's built. But out of toilet paper. Yeah. yeah. He's just too, he's just he's very soft. flimsy. He's, he's very just flimsy. Flimsy. He's soft. I don't know. I'm not saying he didn't get in the weight room, but, but yeah. I don't know. He needed he, some persistence culture training. So he, how do you guys feel about Lamar? Yeah. Where does Lamar fall, fall on the spectrum of the dual threat type of quarterback for the new generation? 
To me, Michael Vick was a much better thrower than Lamar. So for really? me to put really, oh yeah, deep dude. thrower. Are maybe. you kidding me? Michael deep Vick had a yes. rifle. Did you see? Long ball, he literally yes. went to federal prison for two years and then came back and reinvented himself as a thrower in Andy Reid's offense. Long ball to Deshaun Jackson yeah. and Jeremy Long Macklin. Ball. No, he was he was very he was very very tactical when he played for the Eagles. He had a lot of corner throws. He was hitting those mid range corners to uh, the tight end back then. I mean, he had he had a different Algie amount Crumpler. of his yeah Algy Crumpler big shot. Shout out to Algie Crumpler, you know, one of the best tight end names of all time other than Ben Winter Coates. Um, but, yeah, I mean, I, to me, Mike to me, Mike Vick is the best dual threat quarterback. Lamar Jackson is right behind him, and Randall Cunningham is third, but he was before his time. You put Randall Cunningham in the league right now, you know what the scary thing is? I don't know. Scary thing is the best dual threat quarterback in the NFL today is probably Josh Allen. That dude yeah. could just run the read option, easily take hits. He's not these frail bodies. He had 109 that's, rushing that, yards. That's the difference. Yes, or on Sunday against and they the lost. Bucks. And they lost. So that's the difference, though. Josh Allen can't win running the ball. He never has been no. able they to. They were 13-3 AFC Championship did. with a 10-point lead last year. He I mean, he's in his the ball. Fourth, fourth season, so... Yeah, but he also has he also has like incredible talent around him. I mean, I don't know. So if we, with Lamar Jackson, the way he's been throwing all kinds of god awful picks lately, I had I had a little prep on the Baltimore as far as this skit. Um, I was gonna go uh, I was gonna go Baltimore or Indy. You took Baltimore, so I fell back to my second option. But if I had to pick, I would I would have stuck with uh, I would have stuck with Baltimore because I mean Agreed. Lamar Jackson is almost averaging three interceptions a game over his last four games. That is yeah. fucking absurd. That's terrible. That's terrible. And we sit here and clap. Baker Mayfield and these other quarterbacks like that. It's like, man, Lamar Jackson. Yeah, granted, he has a handful of 400 yard games this year, but man, yeah, I agree. That what ankle the sprain. hell was he doing last if year? If he has a high ankle sprain, uh, the backup quarterback. What's hey, his name? Hun- oh my God! But I'm he had the Huntley had Huntley? the run of the year. Yeah. He said, "Oh, you think you can shake cats, man? man. That run, I could sauce. not believe it. I could not Gave believe it. Sauce." Hey, you taught you represent. That's not going to win shit. No, it's not going to win anything. It's not going to win you anything. I mean, it'll get you a dun-a-nut, dun-a-nut, but that's it. It'll win you a top 10 play, but... Yeah. But yeah. don't, they don't hand out trophies for that. So, yeah. So, right now, I still got to stick with my boy, Mike Vick, uh, as far as best running quarterback. But, who you got? Who is the squad, Ray? Who's who's not going to uh, make it? I think it's the Titans. Other than the whole, I mean, the whole the whole AFC North for sure. But the oh, Titans. Good choice, man. Good choice. Because uh, they're going to get in also, mm-hmm. right? Just because of of their division, probably. Cause yeah, and they got a pretty damn good record. Yeah, they got a pretty damn good record. But really, like, any wild card team that knows that they got to play the Titans, they're like, well, fuck yeah. They're yeah. not going to be scared. Yeah. Well, That's a good draw. Yeah. Go That's to Tennessee. Good draw. You can Hell win. That's a good yeah. draw. Absolutely. So I think they're they're more of a pretender than, than anything because they're like a solidified pretender because, I mean, and out of uh, Cincy, Cleveland. None of them. Pittsburgh and Baltimore. Ah, there's, I agree. They're all pretenders myself, themselves, right? But do we trust New England? Are are they yes. legit? Legit? Yes. Are they Super Bowl championship yes. with a rookie quarterback? Legit? Yes. With no wide receiver options around them. Because they have Belichick, I say yes. And the only thing, the only thing that I don't like is that they only had him throw the ball three times. Three times. That seems a little bit excessive, but that also seems very Bill Belichick like. Yeah. He's saying, fuck you, I'm going to do what I want. Tom Brady, yeah. I think if Tom Brady wasn't Tom Brady all those years, he would have loved to tell Tom Brady, hey, we're only throwing the ball three times this day, Tom. Yeah, and you know, Tom would have like, yeah, you know fuck you. Mi- you know what kind of mind game Bill, Bill Belichick's playing on the whole league right now? Yeah. yeah. He's, like, he's a troll. He's I'm, been a troll. Exactly. He said, I'm going to only call three passing plays yeah. and still win the fucking game. Yeah. Yeah. And you know what that does to the next team? 
They have zero film on Mac. And there's your boys, Josh for, Allen in the Bills. You know, zero then, film for two weeks on Mac Jones. Oh fuck, you're fucked, it. dude. Yeah, you have no film, and that's what I'm saying. And now, now he'll come out, and then he'll have Mac Jones throw the ball forty fucking times, and yeah. only run three. Let's yeah. see that New England team when they're down ten to fourteen in a postseason game. Can they come back? I don't yeah. think Mac could hit his wide receivers. I don't think that running offense is going to. I think he can hit him. I don't know if the wide receivers can get open. That's fair. That yeah. kill Harry's just yeah. <laughs> That'll be that. It'll be yeah. That. Yeah. The, t- the I mean, they spent that all that money, legit. but you know. There's a reason Kendrick Bourne and all these guys were free oh, yeah, agents, more, right? Yeah. You know, that's why, that's why they're that's why they're they're available, action, right? Yeah. You know, uh, Nelson Aguilar, poor guy. I always think of, there was this, uh, I don't know if you guys heard about it, but <laughs> two years ago or whatever, when, when he was, was still, a Philly. Yeah, when the guy was, when he caught the babies oh, out yeah. of the window or whatever, it's like, yeah, they oh, started throwing Aguilar. babies out the window, we were catching and shit, not dropping them like Aguilar's <laughs> <laughs> savage ass move up. Philly, Philly fans, fans are the most ruthless savage. and they are the most ruthless you know and I, I have a little bit of that in me because I'm a Sixers fan so you know Tobias Harris I've let that uh, I, I've unleashed that kind of hatred <laughs> well, towards him at moments when he comes up to the glass with that weak ass shit man well, luckily the Sixers fans have been super nice to Ben Simmons through this duration of yeah, everything he's going God. through and God. that seems to be because working out very well we desperately need him to get traded we can't call him the fucking lunatic <laughs> shitty free throw shooter that he is or else we're not going to get anything for him get Westbrook him out. For Ben Simmons, straight up. Oh fuck! Uh. <laughs> <laughs> I'm in the same boat. Like fuck, do I? I need to get rid of Russ. Ben Simmons doesn't say he's a better defender. He's, but then you kind of have two LeBron James on the team, so that yeah. doesn't really work. But then doesn't really work. You, but it works for the future. Yourself, oh, yeah. Works for the future. Are you setting yourself up for the future? Yeah, so, I don't know. That might be a power move. Yeah. Who knows? I don't know, but I mean, we'll I don't see. know if we really need Russell, but yeah, that's for another. We got plenty of basketball talk ahead of us here on Press Coverage Sports Show. So if you're a basketball fan out there listening, just sit tight. We'll get to it shortly. But we are still in the heat of football season, so we are all about playoffs this episode. Playoffs, playoffs, playoffs. playoffs. So what team is not in the playoffs that is going to make the playoffs on a last minute push? I'm going to take first crack at this, uh, and I'm going with the Minnesota Vikings. I'm going with the Vikings, baby. I'm going with the Vikings, right? Okay, so hear me out. Hear me out, right? Hear me out, right? Kirk Cousin, he's already proven that he can take teams to the playoffs. He's already proven that he can win games at the end of the year. The NFC North has consistently showed that they are a one-man show with the Packers, and the Vikings even beat them sometimes. Kirk Cousins got a a surprisingly almost 500 record against Aaron Rodgers since joining the Vikings. You know, I think he's I think he's uh, three and four right now with one more game going this year. So you know, it's it's a respectable record against a, a team like the Packers. So they got two more game versus the Bears, though. They got two more games versus the Bears. Both winnable games, yeah. right? So you got two wins right there. The bottom of the NFC is weak. San Francisco, Washington are easy to catch, right? They're easy to catch. Washington plays all NFC teams, NFC East teams to finish out the year. And if you know anything about the NFC East, all the teams suck and they all beat each other. So there's no way they're running the table where the Vikings have a decent shot at running the table. And then, to me, they got what you need. You got a three-headed monster. Granted, their offensive line is a little bit shaky, and their defense has some older guys who have been banged up, but they're healthy now. They're catching their stride. Pat Peterson's back on the back on the on the field. That rookie tackle for them on uh, offense, uh, Derrishaw or whatever from Virginia Tech. He's been playing good. They got Bradbury, one of my favorite centers in the in the in the NFL at NC State a couple years ago. So they got some pieces there to work with. And I I, I personally like Kirk Cousins, and I think Dalvin I'm Cook. Sorry, very good time. And I think. I think Dalvin Cook. I think Dalvin Cook is the best running back in the league when Derrick Henry's not in the conversation. And hmm. uh, you know, Alvin Kamara. As long as he stays healthy, nah. I don't really. I'm not Here's a big. I think. I think Alvin Kamara was more sauced up with Drew Brees, where it's like I, I, I don't know. I, I'm not sold on Alvin Kamara. Here's my counter to your Minnesota Vikings uh, whole point. What do you got? 
They lost to freaking the Detroit Lions two <laughs> weeks ago. That'll be that'll be what gets them in the playoffs. That'll be what does a it. A loss will get them into the playoffs. Yes, because it turns it around. It says, "Hey, you're taking shit for granted. Let's let's try to save old Zimmer's job here. Let's try and fight for him." And I'm telling you, when you they're got a, a coach team. like that on the ropes, a guy like Zimmer, who's always been known as a player's coach, they're going to get knocked out. They're going to rally around him. They're going to rally around him. Give I think him a solid ten count on the mat. I, and, and part of my argument with being the Vikings, though, is that the NFC is so god awful terrible at the bottom. Yeah. I don't yeah. think that I don't think the nine I don't think the Niners have a very easy schedule going out. They do get to play, I think, the Falcons, so they should win that game. But you never know, man. Matty Ice is still playing ball. If you look at his stats, he definitely ain't, he, he's still spinning it out there. So I mean, they're gonna have to they're gonna have to score some points uh, to beat that team. And you know, I don't know. I know they got a game against Arizona, which is tough. So Finish I think up with the Rams, though. Yeah. Or the, and, Niners do. Yeah, so, I mean, and the, and the Rams are going to be licking their chops for that game. Mm-hmm. The Rams aren't going to have any just days off. They're not going to take any games off going into the playoffs. They they're need to fire on all cylinders. Yep. So, I like the Vikings' chances to catch uh, at least one of these teams and get into the playoffs. That's all we're talking about. Get in the, playoffs, get in the playoffs, all right? Get in the playoffs. But they're one of those fucking teams, man, that get in the playoffs Win a wild card game against a Cardinals team mm-hmm. who's never been there. Cliff Kingsbury, you're putting your you're putting your faith in Cliff Kingsbury. I don't think so. I'll tell you who I'm not putting it in, and that's Mike Zimmer and everything that Minnesota has yeah, shown they, us over the course of their franchise's history. They've okay. lost a they lot of right. really right. close games, but they they might be that might be good for them. All right, I, All see, right. I see what you mean. Like All right. losing the Detroit might. Okay, be I'm feeling good the rim shots. But. Who you guys got? Who you guys got? I mean, it's really tough. The NFC is pretty awful. If you have mm-hmm. a Washington football team that is six and seven, holding onto that last playoff mm-hmm. spot, that's pretty embarrassing to say that's your six and seven team. And then you have like five other teams: the Saints, the Panthers are still alive. Obviously, the Vikings, and that's probably the likely choice, just because of the plethora of talent. You might get Thielen back uh, to give you a, a late season push. Mm-hmm. My answer is uh, really up and down team started out shitty, came back there. They're, I think they're in that five and seven mold um, fighting for that last spot. And it's the Philadelphia Eagles. And it's because oh, they have the running attack where they uh, they had over 200 yards in either three or four consecutive games. They had a good streak. They laid a freaking egg against the Giants. Giants are god awful this year. And we've seen god, that lately. Bad. So they should have won that. And that would have been a five, six game winning streak, even throwing my boy Gardner Minshew in the mix. And he he lit it up for the last game. Eagles could be on a five-game win streak. They have a great run offense. And then um, I seen a quick stat fantasy-wise of teams that have played against last five teams to play against the Eagles, their uh, opponents, running backs, are only getting anywhere from eight to 12 fantasy points. That includes Austin Eckler, who's number two overall. That includes a couple good running attacks have fell short against this Eagle team. So if you could run the ball and you could stop the run, that bodes well to at least play late into the season in the NFL. Who are the Man. Eagles running backs? Who are the Eagles running backs? They Everybody talks about this creative Eagles what? running game. Jordan Howard had a huge game. He's a bum. They had uh, uh, Boston Scott. Boston Scott. Game. He's a bum. And then Miles Sanders. You Miles know who their best running back is? Jalen Hurts. We all know Jalen Hurts is, is their best running back, and he's beat up. And he's beat up, he's and he's your quarterback. Up. They have the same problem that the Ravens do. When your best running back is your quarterback, you're fucked. Right? The mm. Dolphins exposed the Ravens on that Thursday night game when they did that cover zero blitz, and Greg Roman is getting exposed as offensive coordinator. He should be fired after this year. If you can't beat a goddamn cover zero blitz with an NFL team roster and you're an offensive coordinator and you've been one for decades you deserve to get fired sorry Greg Roman 
Eagles have a great opportunity because they're facing the Washington football team this week, who is in that sixth seed. So if they win, you get the tiebreaker over them. You have, I think, one more game against them in week 17 or week 18. You have a chance to basically control their own destiny to force that. We're only talking about the final. I think the Niners are in there. It's the final playoff spot in the NFC that is totally up for grabs. I think Riverboat Ron loads the box this Sunday. They demolish the Eagles, and your hopes hopes sink in the Delaware River with the Eagles. (laughs) My hopes with the Rams, baby. (laughs) All right, Ray, who you got? I know we were just talking shit about the AFC North, but I think... The I Bengals. think it might be the Bengals. Yeah. I got the Bengals on my on my prep sheet <laughs> yeah, too. Just I'm not that far away. If they're, I mean, if we're talking about riding away, right? I mean, that's I, I'm stay consistent. They are they are a d- definition of a wave, right? Yeah, totally. They, they are so up and down, but if they are up and they win the last two games of the season and they get it, they're all, they'll get into the wild card or whatever. And they, what if they match up against Tennessee? That's the team they want, and then mm-hmm. they can get rolling. They could beat Tennessee. Yeah. Maybe Tennessee, but Tennessee and can also all beat of them. a sudden they're in a divisional game, right? Like it just every time. Every time I think about that, I think back to when what was it, week six or week seven? They dominate the Baltimore Ravens in Baltimore. They come home. They could take the AFC North two game lead, and you lose to the freaking Jets. Yeah, it just they're so up and down. Dude, so they burned me that game. I so I was like done Everybody. with the Bengals at that point. I was yeah. like, you sons yeah. of bitches, well, man! The, it's like, what kind of team the, is this? The Bengals defense that have zero film on Mike White. So and Mike White came out. <sighs> Mike and, White, exactly. Who is Mike White? And four hundred yard out, game. He's a hilltopper, yards? baby. He's a hilltopper. That's what I'm saying. Like <laughs> in the right. end, like but Joe Burrow is a winner though, NFL. and that's the only thing. Like yes. if Joe Burrow. Gets a little fire under him. They got the three-headed monster. You know, him and Joe Burrow. I mean, him, Joe Mixon, and uh, Jamar, Jamar Chase, Chase, the Triple Jays. They're yeah. they're going. They're on pace for like 4,000, 1,300 a piece. I mean, they're T. legit. T. Higgins, Tyler Boyd. Yeah, we're not even talking about the other pieces. We're not even talking about the other pieces. Is the defense going to show up? And, you know, are they going to be consistent enough on offense and not fall behind 14 points? You know, you can't. NFL, you go down 14 points. I don't give a shit how crazy you come back. You're not going to do it. That's what happened to them against the Niners. They battled the all the way back, yeah. and then just to just to blow it in the end, you know. Fumbles and interceptions have killed yeah. them in these big games. Yeah, yeah. I mean it's it, it's tough. But one thing that we've been talking about all all uh, episode long, right, is we're talking about quarterback play, and then we're talking about when teams have skill positions that either are not there and they're lacking, and that's what happens to quarterback play, or you see quarterbacks excel when they do have them. So we're not talking offense. We're talking offense, defense, shit, pick a special teamer. But I want to know, Ray, who is your non-quarterback MVP of the National Football League this Aaron year? Donald. Ooh. Absolutely. Okay. I don't even think it's a, a real debate. That dude... Did you see the first play of the game last night? I was going to say. Yeah. Did you say, see the first game with the first play yeah. of the game Reggie last night? White is the only other person I've seen sack a quarterback with another player. Said, I'm that, taking your fucking lunch. <laughs> Let's go. Yeah, the first play, if I was that guard, I would I would have like, I would have, I would have just told the coach. My leverage has to change. That's what he thought. Uh, y'all need to rotate me out, like, because if this is the first play and I got swallowed up like that, fuck, bro. But if you look at the very last play of the game, it, it just shows the overall athlete that he is. He was standing, spying Kyler, making sure he wasn't going to run. All of a sudden, when he's seen Kyler going down, he sprinted yes. so fast and so he's such a big man that can move with that ability yeah. and and agility. He played the whole. Ball. game yeah he plays yeah, all he, he doesn't, three he doesn't come out of the game yeah he doesn't he come out doesn't of the game, come out of the game. yeah now aaron donald i he's, mean 
There's no way I can argue against an Aaron Donald choice. I don't even care if he didn't have any tackles this year. Yep. You still just you you can't really argue against yeah. Aaron Donald. A healthy He's, Khalil Mack is probably the only thing that we we could say is close to an Aaron Donald. Four years but, ago, Khalil Mack maybe. Again, a healthy Khalil Mack, <laughs> yeah, right? But Aaron Donald, the way that he's played the past five years, even. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'll yeah. even say six. You know, okay. like I think he has three defensive uh, player of the years. In that, so, like I mean, they're giving yeah. him as close so, to an MVP as you can get. Yeah. Um, but yeah, no, it's all choice. Probably the only know? reason why he's not an MVP is because he's a defensive player right, and yeah. he doesn't get the and sunshine. For some reason, yeah, you just, it's like taboo to do it. Yeah. Um, but what you got, Jeremy? Who's your MVP? Ray, I love you jumping on my Rams team to pick a, a non-quarterback <laughs> MVP. I love that. I'm in the same ballpark as you, but uh, when I got the rundown and I seen this question, it brought a little tear to my eye. It made me so happy. I was like, fuck yeah, let's go. This is how we're going to end it. I'm going to get him with this. It is absolutely obvious who the MVP, if we're talking non-quarterbacks, is. Could have been Derrick Henry if he stayed healthy. He did not. Yeah. My boy, Cooper fucking Cup. His numbers this year. He's on pace to have the greatest wide receiver season in the history of football. Just let that sink in. I'll break down a quick numbers for you. Currently, 1,489 yards. He is um, 201 yards ahead of second uh, place. So it's not a close gap. It's Justin Jefferson a wide distance away. I got Justin Jefferson on my sheet, man. I like me some JJ. Yeah, and if he's your MVP, he's he's way behind Cooper Cup. Uh, 113 receptions, 21 ahead of second place, 12 touchdowns. He, he's one ahead of second place. He's trying to become the first wide receiver to win the triple crown in, in as a wide receiver. Steve meaning, Smith. Yeah, since Steve Smith in 06. My great, boy. great stats there. Uh, receptions, touchdowns, and yards. He is on pace to do that. He needs 119 yards over the next four games to break uh, Calvin Johnson's all-time record for most receiving yards in a season. And he needs nine catches on average over the so next four games. So he said 119 games. per game. 119 per game, yes. Okay. But that's per- with an extra game, too. Correct. But asterisks. Go ahead. No, no. True. Say the asterisks. Is, is anyone breaking the all-time passing no. mark this year? No. Is no, that was the big... The all-time rushing Well, that was the big year? debate yeah, before this season, right? about this that, that, that Before this season, I've seen numerous articles yeah. over what right. is the most vulnerable record to get broke with the extra game. And, I mean, a lot of times... Everyone it was, said passing. Yeah, yeah everyone said touchdowns. passing, passing touchdowns, and rushing yards were the obvious ones. Is anyone but breaking the no most passing this year? No one said Cooper Cup and yards. Yes. And if somebody said receiving yards, they sure as hell didn't say Cooper Cup. Thing. He's nine catches per game, which at this point is pretty easy. Thirteen last night, maybe look fucking easy. Stafford. Thirteen throws catches yeah. last night. I was just On having fifteen a targets. Story His about, efficiency yes. is great. He is about to break Michael Thomas's record from a few years back that we thought wasn't going to be broken for a long time because Marvin Harrison before him. Yeah. So he could break yeah. both of those historical marks this season while still having the most receiving touchdowns. When Calvin Johnson broke the record, he had six receiving touchdowns. Julio second all time, five receiving touchdowns this year. The point That's is Cooper 12. Cup is putting the greatest, like I said at the beginning, the greatest wide receiver season. How many did my boy from the dude, Lions have? Do you have that stat that. prep, Jeremy? Which uh, one? Who had the record before Marvin broke it. It was like Fred Moore, right? From the Lions. Or not Fred Moore. What's his name? Uh before Marvin Harrison, Mo, I was looking at the stat list the other day. It was the it was the cat from the Lions. It was a, who the hell? What's his name? It's was Fred, it Steve is it, Largent back? No, in the not Steve days, Largent back in the eighties. It was it was he, nah. he played for the he played for the Lions. Uh, On top of all that, he led my fantasy team. I got a first yeah. round bye, so I'm happy with that. He plays for my favorite team. He is a white wide receiver. And Ray, <laughs> tell me every time you see Cooper Cup, you're like that. Kind of look like Jeremy from high yeah. school. Yeah, 
Let's go, I'm baby. I'm not mad at that. But I, you know, I was really having a conversation with my buddy last night about like the importance of Cooper Cup, and they were the the commentators were talking about how he's a, a different type of receiver because he's a slot, uh, not just a slot receiver. He's a, a, a catches by bunches, right? Yeah. And uh, he had like twelve catches at the time, and I was just like, what? It just comes. It's true, and and it's true. He 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 dictates. He's just as important as a quarterback in that in that offense. Yeah. He's just as important as as a running game in that offense. <clears throat> if he gets eight plus cat eight plus touches in the game, the defense has to be like, oh fuck, oh fuck, oh fuck. Yeah. And when if- the fuck is he going to get the ball? And then if you have if you have a decent running back, and then you got Odell on the other side, and you got Van Jefferson on his side. Yeah. As a defense, I'm shitting bricks. Van Jefferson has been stepping up big time in Robert yes. Woods' outing, too. So but I, he I knew plays that he his would. role. You he spread played. the field. Straight you team. open it up. With, Straight team. Yes. And take back to, like, Wes Welker, Dante Stallworth, and Randy Moss with that record-setting Patriots team that went undefeated sh- in the regular and season. I'm mad at myself. I can't believe I forgot his fucking name. But it said him, I called him Fred Moore. It's goddamn Herman Moore. Herman Moore, yes. Herman Moore. That's uh, what? Uh, early, uh, early 90s, right? I'm kicking myself in the ass if you ever listen to this, Herman. <laughs> It was absolute <laughs> blasphemy coming out of my mouth. Um, but for me, all right, I, I agree with both your picks. I think they're think they're solid choices. I'm going Micah Parsons, man, and I hate the Cowboys. I hate, I the, hate Cowboys, the Cowboys, but too. Micah Parsons, that? hot damn, man. He is one of the best yeah. freaking defensive prospects I've ever seen hit the league since, like, LeVar Arrington or something yeah. like that. I mean, this dude is on an absolute tear. He's yes. on pace for, like, 120 tackles. He's on pace to almost lead the league in forced fumbles if he keeps yep. forcing them. And then on top of it, he's if, if he rushed more, if he rushed the passer yeah. more, he could potentially break the sack record. Yeah. He's he's only rushed so he's 98th in the league right now in rush rate. 98th. And what? 13 sacks and or 13 sacks. He's 5th in the league in sacks. That's crazy. It's absolutely absurd. I mean, there's guys in front of him as far as rush rate goes and they have like a half a fucking sack and shit like that. Like I mean, it's it's mind-boggling. It's mind-boggling. And he plays every position except yes. for like cornerback on the right. field. So, I mean, I love me some Michael Parsons right now. I'm all over him. And at first, at the beginning of the year, I was like, shit, Trayvon Diggs has a chance to win MVP with the way he's picking yeah. off the damn pass every single game. And then Michael Parsons has even overshadowed that. Yeah. So, you know, I mean, I think I think we have three solid choices in the room right now for non-MVPs. But are we are we living uh, creatures of the moment? Uh, Michael Parsons, huge game against Washington football team. The yeah. strip sacks. Yeah. Yeah, Cooper yeah. Cup, huge game with everything he did. <laughs> yep. Aaron, Aaron Donald, Donald was a monster. Sacking guys with even offensive linemen. Yeah. The tip ball that got picked at the that goal line. Yeah. 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 Everything yeah. from that defensive line yes. standpoint, those are the three best players of this past weekend. Exactly. For sure. So, lesson to the listeners out there, watch football. <laughs> uh, but, so we're at that time of the show, guys. Uh, we're going to get into a segment that we always end the show with, and it is Bump and Run. Bump and Run is brought to you by Sweet Fuel Protein Bars. It's a persistence foods company that provides you with the best tasting protein bars on the market, bar none. Come get some if you got some. Bring it on. I guarantee you cannot top it, and make sure you treat your holiday cravings this year and grab one of the limited edition pecan pie flavored bars while the holidays last they are on fire they are legit but now it is time to get in the bump and run jeremy welcome to your first show this is going to be your first opportunity to jam me off the line give me my bump and run topic for this episode so just so i understand it clearly and and the listeners at home and wherever they are in the world um, give me a quick premise of what you would like for your bump and run. You want me to so go first? You have a prepped topic that I have not prepped, right? Yeah, I'll I go sent first. you guys the I sent you guys the show layout. Yeah. So 
I, I give it to you so we can prep and we can have a meaningful debate. This is to catch me off guard like press coverage in a football game, right? So you're going to bump me off the yeah. line, and now we're going to run with a debate. Yeah. So you give me a topic that I have no prepared for, and I give you the best knowledge I can. I'm assuming you play fantasy sports, right? We all play fantasy football. Unfortunately, I do. I don't make any money at it, though. Have you dabbled around in other fantasy aspects of stuff, right? Yeah. We, and, and gambling. We all love that ownership of being a GM of our own team. 100%. If you had the opportunity to be a GM across any sports, whether that be maybe, uh, obviously, NFL, NBA, MLB, it could be MLS, could be NHL, maybe a college football program as like a, a lead scout and trying Ooh. to build mm-hmm. that team. Where can you see yourself, Jason, as being um, the best at that on any given sport as a GM? As a GM. So... Let me just ask one caveat before I answer. Can I be, did you say like a college football head sure. coach? Oh, Would that right be on. considered like I, a GM? Yeah, or? I was thinking like lead, head of scouts or player person, however you want to determine uh, the terminology because a head coach in college is a little different, but yeah. yes, being able to pick and recruit who you want, sure, college football. To me, I would like college football because I feel like there's a different kind of there's a different kind of hunger there. There's a different kind of passion. It Absolutely. never gets old. No one ever gets this ego because no matter how big you get, you know, you still have to go prove yourself at another level. Yep. So you never get that lackadaisical. And then I like the turnover rate, you know? Yeah. For me, I, I like I like different things. And that's why I get, that's why I have a, a, a fond liking to college sports in general, not even just football, but basketball, even baseball. I, I like the turnover rate. I like following my team and learning these new players. Where in the NFL, you can get stuck in in the same old thing. You know, you could be a, a Patriots fan. fan and you, you could be a Lions fan and lose every year. <laughs> they get Thanksgiving but at day. least Come they on. have different losers on the team pretty often. <laughs> they do have turnover rate on the Lions at least. They play but every Thanksgiving. You can end up being a Patriots fan and just root for fucking Tom Brady for yeah. three decades, you know? And yeah. so that's what I would go. I'd go college football and I think I would be, I, I would like to think that I'd be half decent at uh, at recruiting, uh, finding some uh, uncovered talents and try to put the right coaching staff together to make sure that those uh, undiscovered talents truly shine uh but what about you jeremy what do you got if the question is posed at me um it would be due to my love of fantasy and how i feel like i've really understand the nuances of that of fantasy football of course Mm -hmm. it would be in the nfl and it would be the of course 53 man roster is more challenging um totally similar with recruiting and understanding the crapshoot me and my my co-workers today we were going through the draft list from like 2011 through now and just going first and second rounders and it's like Literally 60% of them are bust, are not playing, are oh, not yeah. Oh, yeah. consistent. It's, it's like, crazy. These guys are wrong the more draft? times than they're yes. right. 100%. On top of that. And they won't um, even tell you that. I've I, I've worked in, in live sports. I've worked at 49ers and with the Los Angeles Chargers. So I've seen, I've worked actually a couple with the GMs and provided them with retail merch. I've seen their lives on game day. It is fucking beautiful. They get to sit in their suites. Everyone praises them. Everyone loves them. And all they're doing is sitting back and watching their work that they put in months ago, how it performs on the field. If it's good, they get praised. If it's bad, you go to work and you find a way to adjust that. Or you Great. get fired. Yeah, or you or get fired. Yeah. Turnover is going to happen. Another job opportunity is going yeah, to be there. Yeah. Front office job is going to be there. But Once good, you get in, you're in kind of deal. The yeah. better thing about the NFL is you just cut them. It doesn't matter how long the contract is. You might have some dead money. You can cut players and move on from them. Whereas basketball and baseball you might be locked in for a decade with a, a certain player yeah hell yeah ray what you Man. got gm of what ask me 10 years ago i'd say basketball i'd be an nba gm i yeah. would love to do that uh i was super into basketball kobe obviously mm-hmm. um i was big time basketball head but now for sure i'm, I'm on your boat 
I'd be trying to recruit some high school football players. Hell yeah. <laughs> that would be fun, man. That would be right fun. Now, like, Especially just try to find some. Like, re- literally the program. Like, yeah. What region? Are you guys going to the south? Are you staying see, out here on the west coast? And see, that's the thing. Like, when, when you added that part, I was like, yo, where would I go? Like, that would be super cool to go, like, to like, stay on the west coast. But, yo, all the talent's, like, in the east coast, for real. It's all over. But it's it's be, really But you could pluck those coast. out of there and yes. sell them on a west coast yes. California dream. Yeah. 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 So that's, uh, that's, I don't know. I would probably... I would, really, though, I would probably stay in... Te- I would probably go to Texas. Yeah. I would probably want to be, like, a Texas A&M or Texas Tech recruiter. Mm-hmm. Just because of the... Just a pool of talent out there. I, I'm not Huge. looking for, like, the four-star, five-star guys. I'd trying be to trying find to that three-star guy. The, yeah. A dope-ass three-star that doesn't run his mouth, that just wants the ball. A little too small or something like that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. or even just, like, because there are those... Hey, Jeremy, you could, say, you, you could attest to this. The dude, the wide receiver that doesn't talk shit, you worry about that guy. Mm-hmm. Right, he's gonna block for he's you. Gonna he's gonna catch for the ball. The Allen Lazards. He's not yeah. gonna be you know Chase I mean? Claypool trying to pose after yeah. a first down. Those with types him on of the dudes. Line. Yeah, I, I'd be looking for those types of guys in the, in a in a big pool like Texas. Yeah. Ooh. Oh, you'd find tons. Of them. You'd find tons of them. Tons of them. It'd just be fun. Like, and, and I agree with you with the turnover rate. The passion for the game is way different. Yeah, totally. Because um, because the ego isn't there yet. Right. Yeah. Um, yeah, man, the the, the yeah. college game is is way different from from the NFL game for sure. in that in that for that aspect yeah. for sure. Yeah, I would go. I would go the same route. I would go the same route. But all right, second down, second down. I'm lined up back again. <laughs> uh, favorite, if you could pick any wide receiver in every cor- any corner, who would you love to see? All oh, the time? matchup, matchup, the best matchup. You would you would just would want to see. Like, not the best matchup, because we can go to stats, and that just be, like, apples and oranges. But, like, I want to know, subjectively, who would you want to see? Question with that. Are we talking in a game scope, or are we talking run on one, running one-on-one drills or seven-on-seven seven drills? I'm or talking, talking about in a, in a game okay. and yeah. be like, yeah. oh, okay. all game, these, okay. like, you know, like real uh, modern-day, like, uh, Jalen Ramsey, D-Hop, right? Yeah. yeah, yeah. Kind of like that, but, okay. like, all, all time. time. Okay. All time. In a game. All time, if I if I had to pick, if I had to pick, that um, I got lots of names running through my head, and I'm trying to pick the f- certain scenario on when they were on the right teams to have the right type of you know systematical matchups. Um, but for but for me, if I got to if I got to pick any single matchup, man, I love cornerbacks too. That's my position, man. That's my position. Um, I would have to, I would have to go with I would have to go with I would love to see Deion Sanders on those early early nineties like nineteen ninety one defense nineteen ninety two defense when Deion was prime time mm-hmm. and I mean and he was locking people up and I'd love to see Dallas just say hey go cover Tyreek Hill all game long and see what they would do because and and I like the matchup of that old school kind of your best guy on my best guy yes. with a new style offense in mind, somebody that Dion never had to really deal with in Andy Reed's idea of motion and working to get people open when you do have just this, you know, type of, you know, Emerson glue corner on your best guy. What are you going to do to get him open? And I like the, I like the, 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 
mind matchup that yeah. that would that would create and i think that'd be fun to watch the other That's one that i wish i seen real time in real life was fucking randy moss's rookie year on thanksgiving when dion sat out with turf yeah. toe <laughs> which i think was a buster ass move dion but i'm yeah. not gonna hold that against you yeah but i still wish i could see that Everyone matchup too to see and that. i'd want it to be on thanksgiving and i'd want to <laughs> be a kid again yeah. All right, but that's the awesome. only way I'd want to watch yeah, it. Yeah, that, that was actually going to be my first one, but then I was like, uh, it should have happened. It, it we should have seen it. We should have seen happened. it. But yeah, all right. So, uh, so it's your but question. What do you got, Ray? I think it would be really cool to see Randy Moss mm-hmm. and Jalen Ramsey. Mm. Okay, what Randy Jeff Moss? Jalen Ramsey now. Yeah. Okay. Versus Randy Moss, like right when he got to Tom Brady. Mm. Ooh. <laughs> so just yeah. go deep. Like, yes. <laughs> Yeah, I like I like Randy Moss, Tom yes. Brady, because he was more he was more mature. And he was down to just at that point he was like, "Yo, I'll do what you and, want me to do. I'm, You're I'll, the good quarterback. Give me the ball." And yeah. I'm talking all game. Yeah, no, that's what I mean. That's right? what I mean. Because like, if it, if I mean, mean Jalen Ramsey is yeah. like he's a dog. Yeah, we're he's playing a dog. man. And if he's following uh, Randy Moss all all game long, oh, we're gonna see some. And good he's shit. physical too. But the yeah. thing about Randy that he doesn't get enough props for, he was never some like foo-foo wide receiver. No. He wasn't scared to go over the middle. He wasn't scared to take a hit. The yeah. problem was, you could never hit him hard because he's always so goddamn fast. He ain't never yeah. nowhere near He him. wasn't scared to. He just yeah. chose not to. Like, yeah. That's for you guys. Yeah. Intermediate routes is yeah. for you. Yeah. What the, what the fuck am I driving, running a drag for? Come <laughs> yeah, on. Exactly. Get out of here with that shit. You know? But you watch him at Marshall, man. Now you want to talk about some highlights, Ooh, man. man. Randy, Marsh, Randy Moss at Marshall was yeah. some of my greatest football college Chad Pennington, college right? football. Chad Pennington. Yeah. He's the only reason Chad Pennington ever made the NFL. Yeah, he had a good run. Hey, hey, the I'm second a best fan. Jets quarterback I'm a Dolphins fan. Years. You want to talk about West Coast efficiency? Chad Pennington will give you 70% completion rate all year long for 2,800 yards. Yeah, Alex Smith. <laughs> One point yeah. before Alex Smith. Alex Smith without the running. Yeah. All right, Jeremy, who you got? Give me um, a corner and wide out. It's obviously Cooper Cup versus anyone. No, I'll step outside <laughs> of my comfort zone. Um, I, I love the Dion idea. I was trying to play with that. I love the Randy Moss idea. I was going to use something along those, but... Uh, honestly, one probably my favorite wide receiver growing up was Calvin Johnson, just because of mm-hmm. his physicality, yes. his ability to run across the middle, his catch radius, um, three people on him, and he Out would of this go world. Up. His jumping ability, everything we've seen with jump balls in the end zone. Mm-hmm. So he would be my wide receiver, and I'm tweaking it a little bit. He didn't necessarily play corner, but putting Troy Palomalu and his Ooh. instincts to where Whoa. he could do anything he wanted on the field. Yes, he, he played at safety, but matchup. if you lined him up and it's like, you have to guard this person one-on-one the entire game, the physicality could be there. The deep throws could be there because Troy would be a ball hawk. Anytime a ball would be deep. Him and Ed Reed, obviously probably the best two free safeties of our lifetime and of all yeah. time. Um, having those two go at each other would mm. just be fun to see for an entire that's good oh, uh, calvin yeah. johnson was i was almost about to say it until i thought about tyreek hill who i think is like speed one of the hardest speed. covers right oh, now God. in the league he's one of the hardest covers so i feel like it would be the biggest test that's why i went with tyreek hill um but i was this close to saying sean springs versus mm. calvin johnson because when sean springs was young with the old style uh seahawks uh uniform yeah. like when he was bad with him and benny what, benny and brian blades the blades brothers on that defense too right sean springs i, don't, I don't remember what, sean springs what about sean taylor and the, the early oh, well, years sean that taylor. we got is sean taylor I love sean and, taylor in washington uh, yeah and what was that yeah. mort that ran that fake punt in the pro yeah. ball oh, uh mormon or whatever because yeah. he ran a 4 3 40 or whatever so he wanted to run that fake punt Ah, uh, good times, man. I love I love football memories like that. But yeah, I, Those I, I feel be like fun I feel like a physical matchup like Calvin Johnson and Sean Springs would be fun because they would just be on each other oh, yeah. all game long. Yeah. But I think I think my boy Sean would lose that matchup. Um, Calvin Johnson, man. 
That guy was a he was unbelievable. Bro. I feel bad for the Lions. I mean, they do get to play on Thanksgiving. I feel bad but, for Calvin yeah. Johnson. He doesn't get a lot of respect. Two I almost of, forgot about him. Two of the greatest skilled players ever. Barry Sanders as a running back played yeah. 10 years, I think, maybe yeah. nine. Calvin Johnson played eight years in the league, and that That's was it. it. Yeah. And they almost That's have it. every single record that run it, that position can hold. So Single season leader is Calvin Johnson. Come on, Cal- Lions. Till this year. Till Figure Cooper. it out. Yeah. I'll root for you if you get good, as long as my Dolphins ain't yeah. good. I'll root for you. But, hey, you know what? I, it was a pleasure getting to meet you, Jeremy. Thanks for being on the show. Ray, of course, it's always great to have you on. Uh, I hope everybody listening out there is glad that Press Coverage Sports is back. Jeremy, I can't wait to have you on again. Sounds uh, good. Same with you, Ray. Um, but thanks for listening. Make sure you check us out on Persistence Culture, and uh, that's Persistence Culture channel on Spotify, Apple Podcasts. Tell your smart speaker to play it. It'll loop in you to the Press Coverage Sports Show. You can get at me on IG at Press Coverage Sports Show. Uh, DM me if you want to be on the show. You can call in if you want to give me topics, ideas, things to talk about. Please let us know. I promise you will be a part of the show. Uh, Just make sure you do one thing that we always say here at Persistence Culture and keep moving.